Hi, I'm Celia Schilling from Yacht Club Games. Hey, this is Mark and Keon from Bonta Affold. Hey, this is Todd Mitchell from Code Right Play. Salutations, this is Mike Carroll from Strollart. Hey, this is Patrick from the Backlog Odyssey. Hey, this is Rune from Runic Codes. Hi, this is Andrew from Spalotter Birds. Hi, everyone. Jill Grote here from the Indie Informer. Hey, this is Brimstone, and you're listening to Roger Reichardt on the Gamerheads Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Gamerheads Podcast. My name is Roger. Along with me are my good friends and co-host. I have Mike. Hello. And the CEO and president of Gamerheads, Phil. Greetings. <laughs> and returning as a guest, this is a second time on the podcast. This is something that doesn't happen that often because guests don't come back. But Jill Grote said, I'll come back to the show. So welcome, Jill. Hi, everyone. Jill from The Indian Farmer. And Jill, I asked you to come on to the show because, you know, we're looking ahead at 2023. And I thought, who better to have on the show to talk about indie games that we should be looking forward to than Jill? So, yeah. I've got I've got a list here. I am Ooh. ready. Ooh, that's awesome. So, yeah, I'm excited to go through those games. I I read your article about games we should be looking forward to, so I can't wait to hear more about those games. Uh, hey, Roger? Yeah. What website did you read that article on? Oh, <laughs> oh I mean, it was theindianformer.com. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you know, to be fair to Roger, he did say it. I did. I did. Well, we got to get all. We got to get as much. Got to put. Got to yeah. put it out there as much. You're paying as us a lot of money to do this. So. <laughs> Every other second, I'll just scream the Indian former. That's right. That's, <laughs> don't you have to say things three times in order for it to get to stick in people's heads? That's what they say in advertising, I believe. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like the Liberty Mutual jingle. Yeah, Liberty. <laughs> you Liberty, you wouldn't. Liberty. I mean, I've, yeah, I've heard that. I heard that jingle before. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah, the the IndianFarmer.com. Mm-hmm. is where you can read this article after you listen to this podcast or maybe during the podcast. If you're like, hey, I'm going to go to the IndianFormer.com right now and read the article. <laughs> <Or> multitasker, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, who I, you know, who am I to say you can't do that? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go to your house and say, hey, turn that off. <laughs> well, not with that attitude. <laughs> not with that attitude. <laughs> uh, so anyway, welcome to the show, Jill. Thank you. And thanks for thanks for agreeing to be back on the show. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm an elite member of a group now, and yeah. I hear there are about two of us here, and I'm excited to join. Yeah, yeah, we don't talk about the other person. So. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Bruno. That's right. That's right. Uh, so before we, well, we actually have quite a bit. We're going to go into the games that. Uh, we should be looking forward to in 2023 indie games we should be looking forward to uh games that we're playing and then games that are coming out as well does anyone have anything mike do you have anything you want to get off your chest before we start the show <laughs> i think i'm good i'm gonna keep my okay. mouth shut oh uh this week okay yeah that's for okay. the best okay. uh, but actually i will call out one thing nothing to get okay. off my chest but okay. um uh, Microsoft did announce a direct uh, mm-hmm. on the 25th, I think, is going to happen. Oh. Yep. And it's going to be about 45 minutes long. Oh. And Starfield is going to not be there. It will be, it will have its own separate thing. Wow. Uh, so that's going to be, that's going to be interesting. Yep. Yeah. Wow. 
So Did, like, f- are they calling it a direct? I, I, I guess I didn't see this. Are they calling it a direct? It's like or... a developer direct or something. Oh. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what they called it was a developer direct. Oh. Yeah. So I got my fingers crossed for Goldeneye. I got my fingers crossed for, I don't know, um, a, I don't know, a new iNinja game. I thought I read it was going to be heavily Bethesda focused, but maybe that was all in my head. Oh, I'm sure they're going to talk about the the Redfall. The Redfall. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, if that if that game is coming out, should be. We should bring. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We can't have three two type of players. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hold your horses, Roger. We gotta. We'll talk this over in the boardroom. I've got a couple uh, of Saudi Arabia investors that want to discuss what's going oh on with no. this program. <laughs> you see, Get out of here don't with set this. me off, Phil. Oh boy, here we go. Yeah. So, uh, no, that that game looks cool. Um, I'm excited about that game. I'm, yeah, I think this is gonna be a big year. This is gonna be a cool year for video games. So, uh, anyone else want to clear the air before we get into the podcast? <laughs> anyone else want to generate hate in the comments section? <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay. Phil, do you have any inspiring words before we start the show? I'm all inspired out for this year, man. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Last episode. The year has only been 12 days. I gave gave a State of the Union last week, Jill. I apologize. (laughs) It was very inspirational. It was. And that just took all of all of your inspiration for the year you packed it all into one well i mean i still have to inspire people at my at my shoot job 364 days of the rest of the year so i mean there's i i I, i'm all inspired out i'm now just perspiring (laughs) i can only apologize for expecting to push you too far i know you do what you're comfortable with i mean i take notes that's true. You do take, you take actually take really good notes. That, that's what I bring to the table is I take notes. Do I prepare for the show? Absolutely. I play a really garbage game every week and uh, then I take notes. That is true. That is true. Okay. Well, I just wanted to make sure that there was nothing else that anybody wanted to bring up. So uh, with that, let's go into games that we're currently playing. Jill, I'll start with you since you're our guest. What games are you currently playing? So I am currently playing, and I have, in fact, impressions up on the on the site, uh, the theindianformer.com. Uh, <laughs> there we go. I I've been playing Children of Silent Town. Oh. Um, which is really it is it I have mixed emotions, but it is so ridiculously atmospheric and like roger you will not want to touch this game Mm-mm. um <laughs> the word silent is in the title roger's out <laughs> yeah. i will say inscription was like pushing my boundaries my of so good. i was so proud to see that that you had done it and you had reviewed it <laughs> yeah but that pushed my i will say that that last scene really still haunts me actually yeah. so but anyway um, uh yes yeah. continue children of silent town um it is It's sort of a point-and-click adventure mixed with, like, music a la uh, Zelda, like, Ocarina of Time kind of thing where you, like, can use music to, like, interact with the world. And and all of that's really cool. It's set in a little town called Silent Town. uh, And you're on the edge of this forest. And this forest is a mysterious place filled with monsters that occasionally people in the village will go missing and everyone's like yep that's just what happens people go missing they've been you know kidnapped by the monsters because they didn't follow the rules because the rules are everybody has to be 
super quiet and not go near the forest and go hide in your house when it becomes dark. And if you don't do all these things, then it's sort of a weird, like, you deserve to get kidnapped at that point. Like, it's a very interesting kind of um, push and pull with different themes of, like, what fear does to you and what, like, mass hysteria can cause living situations to be like and there's obviously there there are things happening in this town that aren't great and it's not a great place to be and the main protagonist Lucy is a one of the children in the children of Silent Town and she's kind of like well I don't know if I want to live life if this is the life you know that I am forced to lead and she's questioning you know, pushing back on all these rules and the elders of her village are, are just like, oh, well, you're a child, what do you know, that sort of thing. And um, yeah, so it's just, it's a really interesting, it is creepy in, uh, in some places, it's really scary. Like, um, you, you're the beginning of the game, you're sort of interacting with what's happening in the forest via dream. Mm. Um so in when you go to sleep at night, you will start to have dreams and the art style changes dramatically to like kind of charcoaly, inky grossness that you're walking through and experiencing the world in. And um, like literally every time I have one of these dreams, I'm like screaming at my screen, like, don't do that. Don't go that way. And it makes you literally click the button to like oh. do an interaction and I'm always like, I'm not going to click that. I am not going to click that. <laughs> that says turn around. I'm not turning around. Mm -mm. <laughs> but um, yeah. And and then you wake up and it's a lovely sunny day and you're going out and you're playing tag with your friends. Um, unfortunately, some of the things that I, I haven't completely finished the game. I'm at seven hours in. And at this point, it's starting to get a little like the beginning was a little long. Like. Mm. I think we could have condensed that a bit and gotten to the forest earlier because you know you were going to go in the forest. There's a forbidden forest. You're in the village next to it. You know you're going to walk into that at some point. Let's walk into that before like multiple chapters of just living a normal <laughs> life in the village. Yeah. Um, so like that was unfortunate, which also leads to repeating mechanics over and over again because mm. You're in the village. Now you have to do stuff um, to fill that time. So you're doing the same things. Whereas if you just got to the forest quicker, you wouldn't be kind of dragging on that. So that's sort of where I am with it right now. But the highlights of the creepiness and the mystery and the interesting themes are, are keeping my momentum up at this point. And I'm very interested to see sort of where the story goes. Mm. Uh, is this PC only by any chance, Jill? I believe it might be. Let me double check. Oh, I didn't because mean to put you on the spot. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yes, it is PC only. Dang it! This does not sound like my game. But I bet you the people that are maybe maybe the twist maybe it sounds like an M Night Shyamalan movie. That's what it sounds. That's like. what I was thinking. I had the exact yeah. same thought. Too. Like if you look up the art, you will actually get real Burton esque vibes. Mm. Um. So yeah, you know immediately going in that it's not going to be a sunny kind of happy game but there's something there's something going on here and i really want to see what it is 
Yeah. Well, you come back and you tell us what happens because <laughs> I. <laughs> I'll send play you a message game. and you can like hide through fingers as I'm like explaining. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, because yes, this is not my game, but it sounds cool. I mean, it, I mean, I will say, like, I want to hear like what happens, but I don't want to play it. Yes, yeah. yeah, understandable. <laughs> uh, cool. What, uh, what else are you playing? Uh, I am still sort of playing but i rolled credits on citizen sleeper which oh yeah yeah just over the weekend and i am so dreadfully upset that i didn't finish that in time for mm. the end of 2022 and my like end of 22 game of list yeah um because that would have been really things. high up there it's so it's so fantastic. I literally could not stop myself from playing it. I needed to see where it went. All of the the writing is so phenomenal. I don't know even how to explain how good it is. It puts you in a world even though the gameplay itself and the art style itself, you're not controlling a character and, and walking around a realized world. It is a lot of just um, art like 2d art that doesn't do anything mm. um and you're literally reading paragraphs of things which should be really boring but like they are so well written that you can like see i can i can see everything happening in my head like when i think about all of the things that i went through in my adventure i literally see it playing in my brain huh. even though nothing like that happened in the game huh. um and there are so many things where I made choices where I'm like, what happens if I had picked that other choice? Or I say that I'm still playing it even though I rolled credits because there are threads that are hanging loose that I need to see through and see what actually happens with that. And it is a, a beautiful game of contemplating humanity and what it means to be alive and what it means to be human in general. Um, hmm. And then, like, smaller things, like, it's all sci-fi, so it's got a lot of the typical sci-fi themes. You're on a spaceship or a space station, and you're running from a mega corporation. And it, it but besides all of the, like, cool sci-fi things, like, it has a lot of things that connect to what's going on in the world right now and just how important empathy is and building connections with other human beings is hmm. um, it's just so beautiful if you haven't picked this game up you really really should yeah this was also on my list of games i need to play it's uh, on game pass too i believe it is yeah 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 i need to play this game yeah I, it's on game pass and i have it on game pass but i felt so bad about not actually playing it during 2022 that i bought it uh, to kind of say I'm sorry to the developers. <laughs> Balance out the karma a little bit. Yeah. So hopefully that makes up for it. And then I'm going to try to gush about it as, as much as possible. Um, and then just quick mentions. Uh, of course, I'm keeping up with Blaseball, which I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. Um, what What is Blaseball? Oh I've been seeing gosh. this. What is this? Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> um <laughs> Blaseball is, structurally speaking, a procedurally generated, is not the right word, um, algorithmically generated baseball game. Mm. 
Okay. It's got several teams, and these teams all play against each other, um, and you win by getting the most hits and points. And you know, I'm great at baseball uh, and explaining what baseball is. <laughs> but um, you, as the player, bet on these games and yeah. you try to build oh. up. <laughs> yes, you try to build up your cash, and then uh, the more you win, the more bets or the more power you have to vote at the end of each game session, hmm. which is usually about a, a week long. Um, and they, this is where things start to go off the rails. So if you think of it as sort of um, a tabletop role-playing game with the structure of baseball, um, it is a game in which we, the players, are trying desperately to mess up the DMs. Oh. Um, so it's a constant ongoing live thing. And at the end, you're voting to do things that, like, they don't tell you exactly what they do. So right now you could vote on, like, opening the Forbidden Book. Do I know what the Forbidden Book is? No, not really. But do I want to see what's in there? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, in the past, there have been things that, like, the players have all worked together, which is a wild thing if you think about it with, like, thousands and tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands however many people are playing at once like like getting together to decide to get one specific thing to happen to trigger one other specific thing so that you can maybe resurrect someone from the dead and what? be a necromancy and then because what? they exist now they are spreading necromancy throughout all the teams and everybody is like the gods have a hidden debt that they expect for this player and things just go wild you know what? like that's so weird but like cool. as things build up you're like you're the empires in the last ones were able to uh suddenly were gifted the ability to like incinerate players uh so at any point during the game a player that you love could just be dead i'm assuming <laughs> this is pc only as well yes well Damn it. yes and no um, it is a, um, it is played literally on browser. It is a browser game. Oh, okay. I might be able to do that. So open up a browser <laughs> and then they have a mobile, um, thing coming app, but it hasn't appeared yet. And I'm still waiting for that, but yeah, it's a mobile game. So that's really horrible for my pr productivity because I literally just open <laughs> A tab and have it running and i check to see what's going on and i cheer for my team um and it's just started it started i think on the ninth if i'm correct about that i think i am um so all of the things that sort of were a barrier for people to jump in last series um during you know earlier eras like not understanding what was going on and how did we get to necromancy and how did we you know how why is there a giant peanut floating in the air and <laughs> like why does it matter that a tentacle monster is in charge of concession stands like you know it's it was a lot to detangle so now is the time to get in you're on the the ground floor so you understand what steps were taken to get to what i assume will be the wild stories of this particular era of play crazy so you yeah. do have, do you have to do like do you have to is it like 
do you have to do something to take care of your team? Is nope. it like a Tamagotchi you have to take care of your team? <laughs> nope. You literally just uh, watch your team's play and they're not playing as in like i see a human figure hitting a baseball with a bat uh it is it's all sort of text so like Mm. so and so has stepped up to the bat they hit out here but they got caught by this person you know that Mm. sort of thing but the story really is in between the lines of what's happening um so it's interesting in that you can play on a real surface level that you just tune in and you root for your team and if someone gets incinerated you're sad Um, (laughs) (laughs) but then you can like really get into what's happening in the narrative uh via like what votes you're trying to pass through and what sorts of things are happening in the higher level like there are baseball gods and the gods are not kind they are Mm. malevolent and capricious and you never know exactly what they're planning and you can keep up with sort of that narrative. So even if you're not a sports person, which you might be able to tell from my description of how baseball works, I'm not. (laughs) Uh, But it really is just this amazing, amazing, strange thing that you and the community really change. Because so many games talk about like, oh, the choices you make really matter and and change the world. This one literally does to the point Mm. where players can get together and totally mess up the developers. (laughs) Like a lot, at least a couple of times in the last game uh, era, the developers were very open with the fact that they had no idea that the players were going to be able to do that. And I had to quickly rearrange things and figure out how the game oh was going gosh. to work. Oh my gosh. So play it. It's free. Betting is, is in like, it's an in-game thing. It's no real cash. Uh, so, so check it out. That's crazy. That's, this sounds awesome. I'm going to totally check this out. Oh, after it's the show. great. Um, I'm trying to get it to work right now. <laughs> and Phil is no longer with us. Uh, yeah, this sounds really cool. I, I saw people posting about this online. I was like, what is this? I didn't know, like, what this all entailed. So thank you it for it. It has a long that. and storied history. And there are a few of us in, like, the gaming press side of things that are really hardcore fans of it. <laughs> um, so it's really nice to, like, show up at, like, a GDC talk of their, of, the baseball developers and like see all the people who are like we're not writing about this we just needed to see what was happening <laughs> is this i mean is this new is this bla- what how long no, has this been has been happening well <laughs> the, the the canonical answer is baseball has always existed oh sure. um <laughs> play is always ongoing but uh the game itself only made itself aware to us a couple of years ago i want to say and it was sort of a a beta thing Mm. um but it was so wild and it's so much fun and i highly recommend you check it out it's easy to keep up with it's easy to just put in a tab and uh check it every once in a while and then check in on like the big voting days and see what happens and yeah get get your friends to play and then you can like oh your team sucks because i'm beating them and and that sort of thing (laughs) Okay, so I have to, because I'm a cynical person, so I'm going to yeah. ask uh, a cynical question. But, like, what is the end game here? Like, are, like how are they planning to make money on this thing? Like, and if 
like there's got to be like some kind of business plan to this thing <laughs> uh but what i remember from last time is that they had sponsors okay so they had sponsors come in and they it would be like today's voting brought to you by the wonderful world of peanuts or whatever um so yeah i think that's majorly how they make money because it doesn't cost anything to play it doesn't cost anything to buy um but yeah they are making money and it is a much wild much more wild success than they even thought it was ever going to be um so yeah check it out wow yeah i'm gonna yeah, I'm going to have to check this out. And then the teams are like all made up teams. and Yeah, they're not right. real, uh, but they do have some connection to the real world. My, like, I don't want to influence anybody by saying what my <laughs> team is, but I-, I chose a team close to home. I'll say okay. that. Okay. Oh, so like they show like regionals that you can, like regions that you can pick from and stuff like that too? Like the teams are all called the such and such, such and suches. Oh, you okay. Know? Okay. Wow, this is so cool. Okay, I I am gonna check this out. This yeah, everybody who's listening right now, stop what you're doing. (laughs) Keep listening, but check in at Playsmall and sign up. Yeah, well, you already have the web uh, internet open, right? I mean, you're you're at the IndianFarmer.com, and now you just open a new tab and go to Blaze Blaze Blazeball 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 dot com. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah, I think it's just Blazeball dot com. Cool. Anything else you've been playing? Uh, things I want to be playing, uh, cause I've seen people review it. I'm like, oh, I wish I had checked that out. Uh, Vengeful Guardian Moonrider. Mm. Okay. Uh, Lone Ruin and oh, Under yeah. Dungeon. I, I reviewed Lone Ruin. Oh, what'd you think of it? Uh, I liked it. It's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a different, uh, it's a roguelike, but it's different than other roguelikes. So Mike, you might like it actually. I know Are you sure you're... about that? Yeah, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I think you would actually. Uh, yeah. So uh, the 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 premise is uh, well, there's not much of a story. You're diving into uh, like a like a haunted castle of some sort or ruins. I guess ruins. Yeah. Ruins. Yeah. Uh, and you're some kind of wizard character and. Um, and then the and there's boss battles at, at the end of each like so many uh like each level like you, you keep diving deeper and deeper and then at the end of like that tier of of levels then you fight against a boss which are pretty tough um but it plays more like an arcade game than a roguelike um the roguelike aspect is that when you die you start all over um but you don't carry anything forward with you you just you just start all over um and then there's later boards, so you can see how you stack up against uh, other people. And I will say, you know, <laughs> the advantage of reviewing a game is typically you get to play it before anybody else does. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in a top 10. <laughs> Not anymore. It's a good confidence <laughs> boost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not anymore. Um, but... Uh... <laughs> but no, it's really cool. And then, yeah, so every every time you run through it, I think there's like six different weapons that you can select from. Um, and then those ran- those weapons are randomly boosted um, each each run you do. And then you can pick up uh, additional weapons as you run through um, the levels. So you might find and it's all random. It's all random of what you would find in each each room. So um, 
And there's a little bit of a risk and reward program associated with it as well. So you are you go into a room, you have to defeat a certain number of uh, ways of enemies that come at you. And it's kind of a built bullet hell in that aspect, because, I mean, they're shooting all these projectiles at you and you're you have a dash. They can kind of dodge out of the way. Um, it's a twin stick shooter. So one, obviously, one stick is to aim. The other one is to move around. Um, and then when you clear out all the enemies, then you'll have an option of two different rooms you can go to unless it's the next room is the boss, then you have to take on the boss. But uh, and then each room will have like little symbols above the door to sh to to indicate what the power up is in each room. Uh, the tricky part is. The first time you go through you uh, several times, probably until you've run into all the power ups, you won't really know what those power ups do. Some of them are pretty self-explanatory, like more health drops. OK, like I get that. But then some of them are like uh, like glow flower. I don't know what that means. Right. So then you, it takes you go into that that room and then you realize, oh, that's what this power up does, because after you pick it up, it tells you what it does. But some rooms will have several symbols on it. The more symbols they have on it means more waves of enemies you have to fight against as well. So there's a lot of times where I'm like, eh, I'm pretty low on health. I don't think I can muster taking on more enemies. I'm going to go the easier route and won't be as good for a power up, but I know I can survive. So yeah, it's cool. It's a cool game. I gave it a, it's on gamerheadspodcast.com. <laughs> uh, and I gave that a B plus. Woo. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to just like take your time for what games you're playing. Anything else you're playing or want to talk nope. about? No, that, that was it. And I was glad to hear a little bit more about uh, one of them because, you know, I, it's always so hard because there are so many indies yeah. that come out and you're like, I wish I could play them all, but I can't possibly like I don't, there just isn't the time that exists in the world. Yeah. Uh, so I love having other people who are like, oh, I played that. And then now that you've said it, I'm like, OK, I feel a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I really like that game. I, I actually it's funny that you say it, Joe, because I just got this email the other day in our press email and it was it was like hey here's a bunch of games that are coming up we want to prove uh, preview any of these and i'm like all of them but i don't yes, think i please. can yeah exactly i may have gotten the same email and i <laughs> chose to preview all of them oh you did i did i'm like i don't know if i have the time for this but i'm gonna do it good luck oh mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, cool well thank you for your update uh mike what Hi. have you been playing uh so aside from the usual i'm not gonna get into it i mean aside from that vampire survivors is awesome yeah but, oh yeah. gosh so that game's so good got a, a bump for best game of the year for dice awards yeah oh. mm -hmm. well deserved very well deserved yeah i i just unlocked red death which is awesome I'm oh zipping around the levels with them wow so you're and, much farther than me haven't even started the DLC yet. And I don't know if I told, I don't know if I mentioned this last week. Um, did I mention how I got, uh, got my buddy Kurt's into it? You know, Kurt from the old podcast I used to do. Yeah. 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 Did you tell um, him it was like Gauntlet? Yeah. I told him it. Well, no, I didn't tell him it was like Gauntlet. <laughs> Although it is a lot like Gauntlet. And uh, I, I actually, I kept that information secret, but I, but my, the thing is my buddy Kurt, he is notorious. Um, old school, three games and minecraft so yeah, like true. Minecraft. there's only certain games he'll play 
Like he does not get into games. The games are too, uh, too confusing. Not confusing, but you know, uh, he doesn't listen to this podcast. Don't worry about it. We have to stop them. Yeah. (laughs) You crazy kid with your newfangled buttons and everything. (laughs) Um, But he started playing it and he is absolutely 100% hooked on it. He absolutely loves it. So to be able to take somebody that doesn't get into these types of games and have them hooked as much as he is. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is why I think you would like Low and Ruin as well, because it, in a lot of ways, it's very similar to uh, Vampire Survivors because of the fact that, you know, each run, well, that's not true. In Vampire Survivors, you do have things that you're carrying forward, like that money that you can unlock stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a little bit different. But the aspect of that, it's like arcade feel, like an arcade style feel to the game is very similar. Gotcha. Anyway, sorry. That's okay. Uh, what else? Uh, I played a little bit more of High on Life. Yeah, I didn't get to the second movie yet. They're still showing reruns of Tammy and the T-Rex. So. Uh, so I'm skipping past that, but I took out another two of the. Uh, of the jeez, um, oh, man, I am at a loss for words. Uh, the two of the bosses, I guess you'll say the, the cartel leaders. One okay. of them is voiced by Tom Kenny. And I've also recognized, um, man, I can't, Fred, I, the comedian, his name is Fred. He was in Dumb and Dumber. He was on a few episodes of Seinfeld. His voice is very recognizable. Hmm. Um, I've no, I recognize his. So there's a lot of cool voices. I think JB Smoove might be in it. Hmm. So, uh, playing a little bit more high on life. Uh, I finished the, uh, Shadows of Rose. Oh, you did? For nice. Resident Evil Village. Uh, and final thoughts? As much okay, so I'm gonna say what I loved. As much as I loved a uh, House Beneviento in the original, mm-hmm. it is a million times better in this game. Mm-hmm. It's so cool and so creepy. Like especially, oh man, I you know I don't want to get into it. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't. But it's really good. It's 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 really really creepy. Um, after that, uh, let's see. The boss battle was cool. The revelation in the game was something I that's. It was so obvious. Yeah, it was um, pretty glaring. Yeah, that she glaring. had powers. Yes, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, the end. Uh, you know what? The ending. I was very disappointed in the ending. It was a little flat. Yeah. Not only was it flat, it they just oh, man. You know what? Okay. Quick spoiler alert. If you're looking forward to the ending, it doesn't give away anything, but it's basically it replays the ending from resident evil village Mm -hmm. well that's kind of so like the ending to shadows of it doesn't really it doesn't give you enough information like i want to know more about what exactly are her powers like you know like don't get enough backstory like what is she doing working with um blue umbrella you know or or with with uh with chris redfield and some of the other like it just how much of a time span happened between Village and this? Like, it, there was a lot of unanswered questions. Well, wasn't she born at the end of Village? I don't know. I don't no, know. No, her birth was shortly after the beginning. Her, oh, her birth was... It was like she was probably about what, like six months old, probably. Yeah, she was super young at the beginning of it. Yeah. Well, what what game was? Isn't there a game where you uh, save her as a baby and then your character like you stream this? What game was that? That's that Village. was Village. Oh, okay. There's a time jump. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But they don't say like, you don't, they don't give you any backstory on what happened in between 
the ending of Village and the beginning of Shadows of Rose. Oh. And is her name Rose? Is that what this is? Yes. It oh, okay. <laughs> it's Eshore. It's Rose backwards. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Do, do, uh, do the vampire what is it what is that woman that woman the vampire woman and her her sisters Lady they show up yeah sure are they in this game is she in this game no she's yeah. not okay no. trash no, her, game. her appearance <laughs> chill from the cheap seats mm-hmm. <laughs> uh i won't play this game either but i'm glad that you got to that's Thanks. Wait, you're not going to play a game with evil in the title, right? <laughs> no, nope. <laughs> well, that's not true. I played that game, Evil. Yeah, that's not just evil. <laughs> that's a that's doctored true. up French version of evil. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Let's uh, go. Cool. Anything else, Mike? Uh, I I watched because okay, so. Over the week, I'm so I'm on a real alien kick. This new alien comic is really good. Mm-hmm. Phil, I know you said you uh, you read a few issues and you didn't really, weren't really a big fan of it. Well, they but stopped they, and then restarted, though, didn't they? Yes, they, started they, with the they restarted. Series. Yeah, but, but it's go ahead. I got into the second series. I fell off of the first, probably issue five or so. Okay, so yeah, so that's what they do. They basically they're like their own movies, but they like they they there's there's information that happens in the prior series that you need to that you don't need to know but they they tell you about in the in, in the new ones but this mm-hmm. new this new series i'm really enjoying so i'm on a real alien kick and i remembered uh i once played alien isolation and um, <laughs> i hated myself <laughs> and i hated all stealth games <laughs> after playing alien isolation and i also hated my own blood pressure so <laughs> uh i decided to pull up a youtube video of uh, just a, a playthrough of the game. Oh, so I, I wanted to see what the plot was, yeah. and so it took me. You know, I watched it for about two hours over the weekend, and uh, I'm like, "All right, good. I'm glad I didn't play that." Oh, okay. No, it wasn't like it wasn't like it was bad. It was just oh. like it would have taken me an extremely long time, right? Because like, sure. I, I I stopped I stopped playing the game because there was this one section that I must have tried about forty to fifty times, but kept getting spotted and killed. Hmm. So, uh, but I, I, I saw the plot, the ending was kind of abrupt. I, I think it's probably more impactful if you're actually playing it, which is, mm-hmm. you know, but which makes sense. That's typical. But, yeah. So I watched alien isolation. So I don't know if that, if that, if that counts, I held a controller while I was watching it. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> Just to feel immersed. Yeah. <laughs> hey, growing up with arcades and not a lot of money. Yeah, I have played a lot of games with pre's insert quarter playing on the screen, yes. flashing yep. on the screen. Oh yeah, me too. My my kids play a lot of arcade games that way. <laughs> I want I mean, to imagine not, no. there's a scenario where you are just playing the arcade games and like having your children sit there and watch you. And they're, like, <laughs> they're like, "Can we please have a turn?" <laughs> that's a really because you know actually that's a good point because like growing up and i think polly like mike and phil you probably can attest this too like my parents didn't play video games so like it was more like get out of our way kid here's some quarters go you know play some video games but now like yeah i walk into arcade i'm like hey kid you watch me i'll show you how to play this game right like Mm -hmm. such a different dynamic uh in fact i think i've said this before but like when I first got my kids 
uh, Pokemon on the 3DS, they're like, can we go play outside, Dad? And I was like, no, I want you Pokemon. <laughs> Stay in the house and play some Pokemon. And like, yeah, but it's nice outside. I'm like, I don't care. They chose wisely. Hmm. Yeah. To play outside? Absolutely. Oh, well, probably. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> I must say this, though, since we're talking about arcades, it's just popped. Yeah. Just a memory just popped to my head. Was there ever a greater feeling when you're walking around an arcade and you spy on a screen that a game that nobody's playing that says press start to begin? Mm hmm. Like somebody popped a quarter in there. Oh yeah. And just oh yeah. Away from it or something. Oh yeah. And you saw that. It, yeah. it was like, oh man, it was like Christmas for me. I, I yeah. just run over. I don't care what game it was. I was hitting start and playing it. Yeah. On the on the flip side of that infuriating side would have been like when pinball machines were fifty cents and you saw somebody put in one of two quarters and you're like, damn it, so yep. close. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. Um, last thing I played. Um, I played. Uh, I, I, was this my first? Maybe my second. I, I um I hooked up a ROM hack, and oh. I didn't even know this ROM hack existed, and it did. So I had to look up how to how to do ROM hacks. So um, I played probably only about like twenty minutes or so, but I played NBA Jam Two K Twenty Two. Oh yeah! Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. So it's NBA Jam Tournament Edition for the Super Nintendo with updated <laughs> rosters. Right on. And it's NBA Jam with updated rosters. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. It's yeah. a fun game. I love playing it. It's great to see. I mean, they did a good job. They got, you know, the uh, images of everybody in there, um, you know, and, uh, you know, digitized images and, and stats and everything like that. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Right if you enjoy basketball, I highly recommend it. I remember when uh, the Wii, the Wii, that was the last time I played an NBA Jam was on the Wii. And that was, was a like, good game, too. That was a good game. And the fact that they did have, I mean, at that time, an updated roster, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't, you know, the best, the best basketball game I've ever played was Tecmo Super Basketball. Was it, it Super it, Basketball or just Tecmo Basketball? I believe it was Super. Yeah. Hmm. You never played Looney Tunes B-Ball? <laughs> no, I <laughs> never. That was have. a good game. But I always took the Chicago Bulls, Mike. That's that's a good choice. Yeah, because they had I'd Scottie Pippen. why in the early 90s. Yeah, right. Yeah. They had Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. Uh, and, uh, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright. Horace Grant, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are like the only players I know. I don't really know basketball, but those players I did know. So, PJ Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I had a good friend of mine that was his favorite basketball player was B.J. Armstrong growing up. And hey, the kid, man. He's, he's was, a good player. He was a hell of a player. Hell of a three-point shooter. Yeah. Uh, anything else? That was it. Uh, Phil. What I don't even know how I'm going to talk to you guys about this. I feel oh. like I've, uh, I've really uh -oh. kind of, I've done some stuff and I'm not too uh -oh. proud of it. And I don't, you know, this is a safe myself. space. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's this safe, though. So <laughs> I've obviously been playing my normals, my weeklies, as, or dailies, as we call them. But I picked up a game, and uh, I started playing it, and I can't stop playing it. Okay. It's Nintendogs, isn't it? And it's the it's the sequel to the reason why I bought a Switch, and it's the best game ever on the Switch. At least the, the original was the best game ever on the Switch, and the only reason why anybody should own a Switch. Wait, they did a sequel to uh, Ski Sniper? Oh, my God. <laughs> Not yet, Mike. Not yet. Oh, damn. Uh, but I've been playing a lot of Sports Story. 
Oh, oh okay. okay. I was nervous. Yeah. I don't feel good about it because I couldn't tell you the last time I spent seven hours in a single week playing my Switch. So I... Uh, oh, I, that's right. I kind of... <laughs> so you're embarrassed because you're playing your Switch? I'm not embarrassed. I had to send an apology letter to Microsoft for cheating on it, for the love of God. I've got this little infant child that's next to me that I picked up and have been coddling for the last seven hours. I don't feel good about that. It doesn't feel good, Roger. It's okay. We're all going to let it pass. We're all, it seems, on your side on this particular. I know, I know. Feel it's, free. Unburden it's a, yourself. It's a great game, but it's broken as hell. Yeah. It, it needs hear. to be patched badly. And from what I've been told, there's a patch on its way. It's not broken to the That's point of great. it being unplayable, but it's still a lot of fun. It's got that same lovely humor that the first one had that made me adore it so much and so i'm gonna keep playing it even though it's broken and i keep getting stuck on trees pots plants walking through fences can't even do certain missions because things don't appear but you know what Hmm. it's a damn good time and some really good storytelling yeah it had the wildest release yeah uh that i can remember recently for like an indie game uh, or or really just any game that i can think of recently maybe for the last year um the fact that like they they had said it some i think it was like a nintendo event that it was coming in december and mm-hmm. didn't say a date and so december comes and we're all sort of sitting around waiting like is this is it coming is it <laughs> delayed like what's going on it's been dead silent and then everybody left for like holidays and then Nintendo decided to do what I thought was really cool, but just really bad for news cycle as far as like game journalism goes, to do a five day presentation like right before like Christmas. So it was like it started on like the twenty first or something, mm-hmm. and the last day of it uh, was either the twenty third or the twenty fourth. I can't remember, but the the grand finale of the last presentation of the last day while everybody was away and on vacation and no one was covering any news was the big announcement that sports story was coming that day. Yeah. It just kind of shadow dropped. It just sort of shadow dropped and no one could cover it and no one could like even write the news because no one was right. Everyone was gone on vacation. So like there's no fanfare about it actually coming. There was nobody to review the game at the time. And it was just like the most bizarre decision I've ever seen. Mm. And then they dropped it. And from what I can tell, and from what you were saying, it seems like it could have taken some more time baking. Easily. It definitely needed some more time. There's been, I'd say, I'm I'm six hours in, I want to say, to it, six or seven hours in. And I would say no less than 10 times I've had to save and quit to go back to the main menu just to get myself out of a position where I'm stuck in because the game's just kind of broken. Yeah. And, like, I'm sure that, like, that sort of stuff can be fixed and it will be a fine game. But, like, it's just such a bizarre, like, story and idea. And you know that that was some, like, higher-up marketing type person who was like, no, we have to do this. This is the grand plan. Uh, So I feel really bad for that game in a lot of ways. But I'm glad to hear that it is fun, like, asterisks. Oh no, it's it's still a lot of fun, and like I said, it's charming as all hell. But you get to that point where you just get stuck in something, or something's not appearing, or you can't put down an item that you pick up, and you got to go back to the main. Luckily enough, the loading time isn't too horrendous, where you're you're in and out pretty quick, so it's not that painful. But it's just moderately frustrating, and kind of takes you out of the moment. 
Mm. But it's mm-hmm. I've I've thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed my time with it so far, despite it being broken as hell. Do you do you think that they did that the the whole like was it called like the indie house or something like that? It was called like yeah, it was like a cute little gingerbread house thing presentation yeah. and they opened a different door every day and it was real cute it was just very badly thought out i think yeah do you, but do you think they did that because i actually thought that they were going to come out with like shadow drop um golden eye or something for the nintendo online or the switch online um like hey look you got yourself a switch for Christmas. Here's the, you know, golden eye and here's, you know, a bunch of other games that are available on the service now. But do you think they did that to like, be like, Hey, you just got a switch for Christmas. Look at all these indie games you can go buy. I don't know. Like, it's just weird. Yeah, well, they should I'm... because I'm not kidding. When I say golf story is the reason why I bought a switch. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I have absolutely no problem with that being the reason you bought a switch. Cause those games are, like you said, charming is all hell. Yeah. Um, the decision to push indies into like this weird multi-day, like wintry themed on while everyone's on vacation. I wonder how <laughs> much of it was like we're we are now directly like projecting to players. We don't need to have the press cover mm. anything. We don't mm. need to have the yeah. reviewers. Um in order to get our message out. And I'm very interested to see. I mean, it it's hard because it complicates things that the game wasn't really done. So reviews on both sides of the fences were not great. Um, but I, I would have been really interested to see how the numbers turned out for a lot of these things. Because I, I want to see how much gamers are plugged into this sort of thing and not just... You know, there are people who who check their favorite podcasts out, who go to their favorite websites like theindianformer.com. <laughs> what was that again, I'm sorry? Theindianformer.com. That's spelled um, with a Y, right? On the indie <laughs> But it's not where you think it is. <laughs> um, yeah, but I wonder how many people are actually like checking in on Nintendo if they have a presentation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, and it was weird because I didn't, I wasn't aware of this, you know, the House of Indies for the for the end of the year, and it just happened because uh, I went I went to Nintendo.com just to for some other reason. I think I was looking up some game or something. I was like, "What is this? This what is this?" And I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." But yeah, it was just like out of nowhere. It was really bizarre. Yeah. Huh. That's that's Nintendo for you. They always be making weird decisions. Just yeah. look at every console they've put out since the N sixty four. Some of them good, some of them. Anyway, uh... but, all seriousness, I highly recommend the game. Maybe give it a week or two okay. until the patch comes out, and then dive dive face first into this. It's a beautiful multi sport role playing game. With some controls that are a little wonky at times, but they work out in the end. And a couple of things that are frustrating, like I said, with glitches. But again, the storytelling is absolutely next level. And the characters in the game are also just wonderful, wonderful little pixelated human beings. I, I adore it. I'm sure I'll play all the way through it like I did with Golf Story. And then the Switch will go back on the shelf. Except for, for that 20 minutes a week that I get to swear at it for playing really garbage <laughs> games. Uh, cool. Anything else? I really don't think so. 
Uh, so for myself, I mentioned Lowen Ruin already. So uh, been playing that. Um, I also am reviewing um, a game that Jill you mentioned actually last time you were on the podcast. Oh, uh, are you? Um, I'm reviewing Melatonin. Is that how? Is that? Yes, I'm yeah. very excited. Yeah. So you know what that this game has taught me? What's this game taught you? I have no rhythm. <laughs> I believe in you. Oh my gosh. I was like, I could do this. I have rhythm. And I'm like, no, I don't. Nope. Nope. I have no rhythm. Uh, but it's cool. I mean, I'm not very far. I just started it. I just I just got the uh the the game this week, actually. So um so I just started it and um I'm enjoying it. The, I love the the aesthetics of the game and the music is really good. Yeah. Um, I have the um the soundtrack oh. just on like Spotify, so I can like write to it. It's one of those really good like soundtracks to write things oh. to because there's no lyrics or anything to mess mess with your head. Um, so check that out. It's free. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I really love about melatonin, and I'm like, you can go to. <laughs> How many times can we do this? Show? <laughs> <laughs> Where can they go to learn more to, about this game? To the Indian former, um, <laughs> dot com. <laughs> it's going to come back around the other side. We're going to keep doing it until it's really like everyone's done with the joke and then it'll start being funny again. Um, but no, I, I have a review up and the, the visuals are stunning. Uh, the meta narrative is really interesting and very, very relatable. Hmm. Um, but also the way that the rhythm game works, I really sort of love. So you have to, you do a practice run to begin with, unless you're a fool and you choose. Not to. <laughs> um, but in the actual scored run of this, of the game, there are no prompts. You're not really like, told when to hit a button you literally do just have to listen to the music and keep up with what you should be pressing and when you manage to do it it is the most glorious like you are actually involved in making the music sort of feeling you know and there is no there's no clutter there's nothing in the way of you appreciating just how beautiful the game is and when everything is just vibing 100%, you are so proud of yourself. You know, it's just like, yeah, I'm nailing it. Uh-huh. And you feel like this big, like, music bigwig and you're, it, it really feels like you are, the player is creating the music. Because as you're hitting buttons, obviously, you're making things work or not work. Um, but it does take a few runs to sort of get into the groove of things. Like the practice run is just kind of there to tell you like, okay, this is what I can expect for this particular stage. Uh, I think in that first level, my favorite is the one where you're shooting aliens in yeah, the VR. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And I'm like, I don't know what it is about me, but a lot of my favorite like levels in this game are when you're shooting things. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it it is funny how easy it seems because you're just 
in the first level i think you're just hitting like a right yeah yeah mm -hmm. but then you go up to like hitting the the triggers mm -hmm. and then then you're playing on like the downbeat instead of the starting beat and that really messes with me <laughs> yep but as soon as you sort of get it you're like oh i'm all in now that's to say like you can only get i think up to four stars and i only got four stars one time so wow. it's not an easy game no but it is just a game that is there for vibing you know yeah. and it's so refreshing uh to have a game that is sort like it, it really trusts you to get through the game you know like you can watch in the background there are certain like prompts that you'll notice help you figure out the rhythm so you're not a hundred percent on your own um but yeah i i'm i can't wait to see what you think of it because i <laughs> i'm so in love with this game and it's on switch now yeah I believe. Mm -hmm. that's where i'm reviewing it yeah okay perfect um yeah i mean i i will i i i love the visuals um i it's it's interesting that you the way that you described like how and i haven't played much of it yet but how like you're part of the music and that you feel really cool like you feel like yeah i'm like I'm grooving and I didn't feel that because I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, I uh, but it's, it, but it's, it is interesting because I think the way that I approached it was much different. Uh, and maybe I'll approach it differently now, but like, even the way I played, like, you know, how you like rock band, remember when rock band was real popular and mm -hmm. Guitar Hero and all those games, like, I always approached those as not music games but more of like you're just shooting aliens like you're or you're shooting right. like you know objects coming at you and you're just pulling the trigger at each one of those things so maybe i just have to approach this differently because that's kind of how i've been approaching this game i'm just like oh, i'm just inner i'm just like the credit card one right and just swipe 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 you know like mm -hmm. i'm just interacting with the credit card but i think maybe i have to just think differently with this game but the cool thing i do like about this game like you mentioned this because um, I don't think there's anything stopping you from just going to the next level. You don't have to, you know, complete a level, right? They can just pick any level you want to go to, right? Uh, within a stage, and I believe there okay. are five stages. Okay. You can okay. choose to go wherever. But you okay. do have to get a certain amount of star rankings per uh, individual level okay. in order to move on to the next stage. Okay, okay. So, so I haven't gotten that far. I've only played a couple of the levels in the first stage then. Right. So. so really okay. it is just like have like like have that music mentality if you can. <laughs> like feel be totally okay with the fact that you're going to whiff the first couple <laughs> of times until it clicks and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. I'm hitting here. I'm hitting here. Oh, this is where it changes up. I'm going to. And if you just make it by like the skin of your teeth, take that as a win and go to the next <laughs> one. And by the time you finish, you'll come back and be like, wow, this is so much easier than I remember mm. it being. Yeah. It is. I think the alien one that was the one that I did the best at because of the fact that I was just thinking I'm just shooting aliens. Right. I'm just right. like playing this game. So um but yeah four stars that's pretty amazing because i think the best i have is like two 
and one one of the things so yeah like that's the majority of mine i'm not gonna say i'm out here like <laughs> acing everything but i think the first line of my review is gonna be wow game taught me that i have no rhythm that's <laughs> melatonin <laughs> oh it's so good i love this game so much uh so yeah those are the games that i've been playing um normally we'd look at not normally like i guess we haven't but that's okay we're gonna skip over it this week too uh next week we'll look at the games that are releasing next week i want to go into uh games that we should be looking ahead to though in 2023 indie games we should be looking ahead to in 2023 uh so jill you have you have a list on your website but i think that you also were gonna uh probably bring a couple extra games along right um so yeah. do you want to talk about the games that are releasing in 2023 and what we sh- indie games we should be looking forward to in 2023? Okay. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I, there are so many overflowing indie games that are like, I, I would love to like shout all of them out, but <laughs> I know I, I over, I go over too much of the time. Um, so I think, my perhaps number one see i say that and then i'm gonna go back on it because i'm excited (laughs) about a lot of things but my number one game which is slated to release this year and most of these i think are slated to release this year i've left off a lot of games that are like hopefully they come this year but we don't really know Mm. um is nine souls oh Um, and it's not souls as in like souls game oh yeah s-o-l s-o-l-s yeah um and i got to play a little preview of this and it's uh it's by red candle games who did a uh, devotion which people might remember because it had that big kerfuffle with the chinese government and yeah making fun of the president and it got like taken down and blacklisted everywhere um so that studio is now making a sort of animated Sekiro-like game, which yeah. I got a chance to go hands-on with, and it was so fun. Like, it's weird because it's got it. it I think it called itself like a Dao Punk game, hmm. so it's got the attitude of it's a fighting game, but with the sensibilities of like fighting by deflection is better than just being aggressive. So a lot of the game is built around deflecting uh, attacks and waiting for an opening. And like, it's just, it's a very clever mechanic. That's sort of a twist on all of the typical, just go in and, and slash them up. Um, and it's just, um, it's visually stunning. Hmm. Like it's got real anime vibes to it, which never hurts. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's got a really beautiful hand-drawn art style and there's some kind of like there are sci-fi elements there are weird like mythological elements like there's a lot going on in this game that i'm just super interested to see what's going on and this is a this is a side-scrolling type game is, yes is that right? okay okay um wow. yeah and uh, i gotta play a big boss and it was hard so like this is not gonna be like a walk in the park kind of game uh i wonder if it's still got a demo let me double check and is this coming to console too or is this just on pc right now 
the game was crowdfunded and okay. in the crowdfunding they reached the goal for consoles okay uh i can't find anything official uh regarding what it's actually coming out on so i don't want to say anything and then have that be wrong later but it's definitely up on steam uh, and as far as i know the plan is to bring it to consoles uh i really hope it comes to consoles because it's so it, it looks amazing i'm so excited for it um yeah i don't see anything about consoles but definitely on pc okay and yeah it's got the coming soon i hope to hear more about it soon uh i'm i really only got to play 30 minutes to an hour of it and i just like that little bit of taste was not enough i need to Mm. play more Mm. that's awesome cool so that's coming out but we don't know for sure it's coming out this year but it Yes. Looks like it's coming. Okay. It, okay. it it was slated for 2023, and okay. I believe that the game's actual website says uh, second quarter. Okay. But we'll see if that sticks. And and I have to ask: Is this studio in China then, or where are they located? Uh, I want to say it's Singapore. Oh, okay. Okay. It's, it's Taiwan or Singapore. It's one of those that where. Okay. I won't go into the politics, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, uh-huh. uh, uh-huh. yeah. So <laughs> one of a country that would care what China has to say about a game. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, cool. So that's Nine Souls. Nine Souls. Okay. Moving on is a game that is coming out next week. Oh. Uh, and hopefully people get to check that out. It is called A Space for the Unbound. Oh. Now, I've been watching this game for years and not knowing, like, when it was coming out or if, if like, what had happened to it. It disappeared for a while, popped back up during, like, a, a Switch presentation or something. And then we just got the announcement that it was coming out January 19th, and I'm super, super excited for it. Um, it is a kind of supernatural slice of life Hmm. set in rural indonesia uh in the 90s Hmm. and it is two teenage i want to say kids uh and they from the demo i played they have some sort of book that allows you to enter the minds of other people Hmm. which can you can use that to like help people overcome insecurities or uh, in one case that I really enjoyed, you use it on like a policeman and you make him fall asleep so that you can sneak where you're trying to sneak. I'm like, hmm. that's a really cool use of that. So yeah, it, it jumps into a bunch of like interesting mental health things and your first relationship and kind of a coming of age story. And then on the other side of things, like at the very end of this demo, the the person that you've been sort of connecting with this whole time falls into a river and drowns. Oh my gosh. And as she's drowning, oh like Cthulhu like pops out of nowhere. What? And then you're suddenly in your desk at uh in your classroom looking straight at them and they're like, oh, why aren't you paying attention? 
and the game just ends there. I'm like, what is oh happening gosh. in this game? So like, there is something like you go from just kind of being a sort of normal person with this weird book with an ability to like, there's life threatening, like cosmic powers hmm. entering your world that you have to deal with. Uh, so if that's not like a pitch for people, if that doesn't sound <laughs> like your kind of game, then I don't know what's going to get you. Uh, is this, what kind of style is this? Is this like uh, a click and play or what is this? Um, Kind of, it is a, it's a side scroller. Okay. Um, and it, it, it has a lot of quick and point kinds of, uh, gameplay to it. Uh, adventure is probably about the best you're going to get adventure game. Okay. Um, it's really nice, chunky pixels, which, you know, I love a chunky pixel. Oh, <laughs> uh, and it's beautiful. And the writing is really good. And I'm, I haven't seen much more of it than just the the demo that I played. So hmm. I, I'm super excited to see what comes of it next week. And it's coming out on consoles as well as PC? Yes. Oh. Let me... I have to keep looking things up. I should probably just have <laughs> That's it. That's okay. <laughs> so it's coming to PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Wow. Cool. Wow. That's, uh, then that's next week. Yes, the ninth. Okay. Okay. Uh, bum, bum, what bum. Else? Yeah. Next one. Yes. Uh, so before I jump into this one, I do have to do a disclaimer. I backed this when it first came up into Kickstarter, uh, and consequently am a uh, NPC in the game. Oh, I know. That's fun. Very cool. Walking around, it's adorable. <laughs> uh, but I'm perhaps not. Uh, as objective about the game or some people may worry that that might be the case so if you're worried about that take what i'm about to say with a grain of salt um i'm excited about spirit tea it's all one word okay and basic premise is that you are a writer and you have writer's block so you go into like a kind of rural retreat um to relax and and try to get your flow back uh while you're doing that you come across a kind of enchanted teapot you drink out of it and you can suddenly see the spirits hanging out around this town and they're not particularly happy Hmm. um so what do you do to help unhappy spirits you open a bathhouse (laughs) uh and so that's a big part of the game is you open a kind of deteriorating old bathhouse you find and invite spirits in and you make them happy and things that are happening around the village which are not great start to get better and you are walking around in in a way it's sort of stardew valley you're walking around you're Mm. making friends you are trying to do activities with them um and on the side you're also trying to make sure that these spirits are appeased and just enjoy the beauty of the world and like go on treasure hunts and all these different kinds of things. So if it, it's sort of a, a mix between uh Stardew Valley and like um spirited away. Okay. It's sort of the best pitch 
that I've seen for this. Um, and it's coming sometime early 2023. That's the best date that I've got for it so far, but hopefully there's more information soon. And so are you a spirit in this game or what what are you? You are you are just a human, a normal human being who has writer's block and drinks out of the wrong teapot. Okay. And you, but you, Jill. Me oh, me physically the NPC that is me. Oh. I'm a human yeah. being. I'm a human oh, you're being. Human. Okay. Uh and I I think I'm actually me. I was not particularly like creative with my NPC, <laughs> so it is basically just me. Being a games journalist on the island. Oh, cool! Yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited. So if if you pick this game up, go be friends with me. Yeah, you'll get a special item if you're super friends with me. That's cool. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, you know, Mike and I are. <laughs> oh, that's not much to really. <laughs> <laughs> We're zombies in a game jail. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you can kill us. I, <laughs> I, an I offer. don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> uh, I would proudly kill you, Roger. <laughs> I'd even teabag you guys after I did it. Oh my gosh. All go. right. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on to the next game. Uh, quickly, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Another very lovely uh, game I'm excited for is called Dordon. That's Mm. not how it's spelled, but it's how it's pronounced because it is French. Um, It is spelled D-O-R-D-O-G-N-E. All right. I'll believe you. Uh, It is a a place in France, Mm. and it is the setting of the game where the young Mimi... um, visited her grandmother in her youth. She's now an adult and she's reliving those memories and going through and making realizations about herself. Um, the game itself is gorgeously like water painted, yeah. water painting aesthetic. So uh, really this game is going to have some of the best visuals of this year, like hands down. Mm. Um and yeah, it's a lovely little adventure game. You go around and you take notes about what you're seeing. You, I think you can re- like record sounds that you hear and take pictures and put them in your notebook. And just, I think it's going to be a very sweet, reflective indie gem. Hmm. If that's the kind of game you're into, then make sure to put this one on your list. Uh, yeah. It's coming to a switch and pc i believe that's all of it but i don't think we have an official um no actually it's coming to a lot of things uh playstation xbox switch and pc Uh, this is beautiful this game looks really beautiful 100 percent. check it out it's coming as far as i know spring of this year but we Hmm. don't have like a a real date so Hmm. i'm keeping an eye on that cool Um, what else should we be looking forward to so here's one roger and i i believe i've talked about before uh dredge yeah oh yeah i'm super excited it's coming um i wrote a really fun preview for it i got to go to 
uh, day of the devs and they told me how I was doing everything wrong. So now I'm going to be perfect. <laughs> um, but for anybody who hasn't heard me talk about this game before, it is sort of a fishing game mm-hmm. simulator. That's how but, I'll be playing it. Yes. And you can play it like that 100%. <laughs> if you stay out during the day and come in before dark, it's just a lovely little uh-huh. fishing simulator. That's all it is. Uh, but if you do, you know, dare to go out at night. Uh, Who would do that? No, uh, I don't know. Fishing at night sounds terrible. <laughs> uh, you start to lose your sanity bit by bit. And you start to see things and the game becomes increasingly kind of um, creepier and Lovecraftian in that things will start to attack you. But are they real? Are they not real? Is it all in your mind because you're not sleeping because it's dark? Are you just jumpy? Um, And yeah, there's, there's just a lot going on under the surface you Mm. know Mm. Uh, i'm super excited for this it looks great and plays very well uh so you know check out dredge and check out my preview uh if you are at all interested in that kind of if you're interested in a nice little fishing game or uh if you want to jump into the spookier side of things kyle and i were actually just talking about dredge the other day all right I'm so excited. Um, so you said the devs were saying you were playing it wrong. Is because you were going out at night? Is that is that what they were saying? No, I was going on it. I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were just things that I didn't really sort of know about the game. Mm, so mm. things like if you happen to like damage your vessel, your inventory space, which is already limited, will get taken away. Until you actually repair it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And like sleeping will help with sanity. So you won't go super wild if you sleep, which is good to know. Hmm. Um, And they set me straight because I thought that it was going to be scary no matter what. And I was glad to be able to report to Roger that it was going to (laughs) be, he was going to be able to play. So yeah, I just got a lot of things wrong about the game. I I love how uh, I think you tagged me on that saying, hey, you can play this as just a fishing game. And I'm like, yes, that is how I will be playing this game. Mm-hmm. That was great. <laughs> uh, how many like how many uh, choices do I get? Am I going over my limit yet? No, I mean, you uh, I, I don't have a limit. So if you uh, if you want to give if you want to give a couple more. Okay. Feel free. Hundred percent. Okay. I want to shout out Oxenfree too. Obviously yeah. That's a huge wait, game. Wait. Hold on. Should I be yeah. playing this? Should I be cheering? Oxenfree, I don't know. You. It <laughs> no. might creep you out a little bit, but it's not that bad. Okay. Okay. Like, uh, it. Um, it sits in the inscription realm. Mm. Like there okay. are some. Like it's not at it's, any it's point. Creepy. I wouldn't say it was scary. Yeah, but it's it creepy. is a bit. It's eerie. It's unsettling. Um, things are happening that you can't quite explain, and that, y- yeah. But it's never like there aren't jump scares. There's not like gratuitous blood or that sort of thing. Like um, when you die, do they make you into a card? No. Oh, okay. 
And then... <laughs> but while I did a playthrough last year, I did see my own body floating down a river. Oh my gosh. So keep that in mind. Okay. Just for a second. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. No one panic. Um, Oxenfree, the original Oxenfree, of course, one of the great indie games, um, well-known and well-loved. And from what I've played so far, it looks like this is going to be a really great continuation of that. Nice. Um, and it was so weird to boot up the game and see Netflix as the oh, like yeah. oh yeah the, and the starting oh, screen because wow. it's like they now they acquired um the studio interesting so yeah very interesting i'm glad that it's coming out that sort of acquisition makes me worried when you have a game in development but it does seem like that is still coming uh in 2023 even though they delayed it a little bit it's still coming knock on wood uh is net so because like Netflix now also makes games or publishes games right on Netflix or something like that? Isn't something there like, a... like that. Like it seems like they're trying to jump into that ring a little bit, but they haven't committed a hundred percent. That's sort of my feelings on it. Um, but I by and large, I believe Oxenfree Two is like the biggest thing they've got going on right now, unless hmm. I've missed something. Um. But yeah, they are trying to be a little more gamer friendly, and I wonder how that goes because we've seen uh, like tech companies jump, try to jump in and and get a piece of this pie, and hasn't gone extraordinary. <laughs> uh, so you know, I'm being cautiously optimistic. Um, yeah. But Lost Signals was in development before that, so I'm assuming things will come out. And be lovely. Yeah. Do you do you think? I mean, it also makes me wonder though if like Netflix doesn't see this as a opportunity to make a cartoon or a animated series. I shouldn't say cartoon, but an animated series right. after this. I would be surprised if that wasn't in the works. You know? Like, yeah. Someone's gonna like write to me immediately and be like, "Jill, they've already announced it." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll see uh cool yeah I, I know that mike you mike and, and phil you both are fans of the first game right so i enjoyed it yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh what else should we be looking forward to uh blah, blah, blah. one i wasn't expecting to be that interested in but ended up really loving and and stick with me okay just <laughs> just just hang on it's called <laughs> snufkin Melody of Moomin Valley. It, okay. It doesn't sound like it's going to be uh, the big game of the year, but playing it was very, a combination of charming and like thought provoking, which mm. is an unusual sort of thing for a video game to be both kind of childlike but also make you think normally the like sitting and thinking about yourself, you're sort of in the like citizen sleeper realm, much more serious, much more adult. Uh, Snufkin really plays like 
a cartoon out of the 80s because it's it is a cartoon out of the 80s uh and i want to say it was like a character in a children's book oh really so this is a character that existed in the 80s an existing ip that is very well known in in a region in the scandiwegian area (laughs) i Mm. always forget exactly where the character originates but it is a you know kind of like um spot or clifford the red big red dog or like it is that sort of character Hmm. like anybody who'd seen them no curious george comes to mind as well um anyone would recognize this character if you grew up in that culture um and the game is trying to stay true to that particular character and i can't tell you if they're doing that because i'm not very connected to (laughs) snufkin um (laughs) but i can tell you that the game was so surprisingly uh engaging Hmm. it was one of those games where you're you're running around you're you're doing little tasks you're trying to upgrade your kind of musical performance level so that you can uh unlock different things to get to different places of kind of basic uh musical metroidvania sort of Hmm. um but as you're doing these things you run into people who are interesting who are like in the way that children's books can be they they speak very simplistically Hmm. but touch upon things that are so deep that if you're playing as an adult, you're like, wow, that really makes you think. Where, like, maybe the surface level dialogue doesn't really seem to mean all that much. Um, so it's things like if you walk through a bush, you, like, disturb the bush and you get, like, inspiration points that pop out of the bush and that helps you level up mechanically. But, like, uh, a character in the game talks to you the first time you walk through a bush like that. Explains sort of what's going to happen in game language but also makes you sit and think for a second like are you the same person did the same person who went into the bush emerge from the bush Hmm. are you the same person you were two seconds ago and what does that mean that you're constantly changing and evolving are you the same you that you were and it's Hmm. like that's not the sort of thing you think about a lot when you know the in a normal game when the mechanics are pick up the orb no one really sits you down and is like because you're gaining ability and you're gaining experience are you the same person you were and have you have this like existential crisis about your identity huh uh so it's very interesting that it kind of takes time to have you sit in that moment a little bit and like think about that sort of thing and and the visuals are just absolutely beautiful. A, a taken straight out of like a a little children's storybook. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, definitely check it out if you get the chance. And this one's PC only. It looks like, right? Yes. Okay. As far as I know. Cool. Yeah, no, those looks cool. Uh, next one is going to be a lot easier sell, I believe. Uh, but it's Gunbrella. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, it's definitely um, you just kind of look at it and you know what you're getting. It's 
a guy with a gun that's also an umbrella. <laughs> What's easier to explain than that? Um, it's uh, a kind of action adventure with side scrolling and platforming and uh, enemies shooting at you that you can deflect with the umbrella and the umbrella helps you like float which is really cool uh, all of the action is buttery smooth everything is just fun to play it just feels good hmm. uh, and you're in this sort of world that's grimy and dark and kind of noiry. Uh, and you don't really know what's happening. It seems like there's going to be a great story there, but I haven't seen really any of the story just yet. Um, but it does seem like you're sort of the like the gruff adventurer with a heart of gold who's on some kind of mission, very serious, important mission to you, but along the way helping the the people of the world who have no one to turn to but you you mm. know like very similar feel to uh a lot of different things that a lot of people love but uh looks like a very great kind of play on that and i again another one of those that i've only played for uh a bit of a demo and I just mm. can't wait to get my hands on it some more and see what's really going on under the surface. Because, like, surface level, this game is already great. Uh, even from just, like, the first trailer, seeing it, I was like, okay, this is going to be a game we need to watch. Um, but, yeah, there's no, um, like, certain release date at this point. It's coming out for Switch and PC. Uh, but... That's definitely, if you want to go, like a lot of my games are in the adventure realm, uh, but if you are into action and shooting and, and that sort of gameplay, this is one to keep on your list. Yeah. It looks, I mean, it looks cool. I will say it's a lot of blood, a lot of blood. Yeah. No, it's, it's not a, it's not a kid's game. Nope. Nope. <laughs> we went from Snufkin to Gunfrella. Yep. <laughs> I want to keep you on your toes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, this, this looks cool. It's interesting. That it's, it's only coming to PC and Switch, though. Like, that's kind of fascinating to me. Right. I wonder. I wonder if that stays true. Yeah. Because, uh, like, it seems like it's, it's gathered up some interest and people are talking about it. So I wonder if. You know, what, this would be just a great Game Pass game, right? Yeah, totally. Oh, but, you know, I know I have no real information. Nobody nobody go to Xbox and say, like, Jill told me. <laughs> I already sent that email. Oh, no. <laughs> it's too late. We have too to late. make some Can't phone calls now. Um, this is another reason, Phil, to play your Switch, though, for sure. Most definitely. Yeah. I like shooting things. Yeah. It's great. Uh, second to last. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with another crab's treasure. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This comes from Agro Crab, which previously did Going Under, which is a great kind of dungeon crawly roguelike 
which didn't get enough love when it came out. So go out and play that if you're big into those types of games. It's, uh, it, it is silly and has a lot of social commentary in there as well, which is always a nice combination. And it looks like another Crab's Treasure is going to repeat that uh, blend, which I really enjoy. Um, I did get to talk to the developers a little bit who appreciated my immediate reaction uh, upon seeing a link between the two games and being excited about that. And they were like, oh my gosh, you played our first game. And that was a fun way to start. Oh, nice. Um, but it is, Another Crab's Treasure is a Souls-like. It's 100%. It is not, like, the earlier game was very roguelike. This is hmm. definitely a Souls game. Um, you go around fighting the denizens of underwater life uh as you go you pick up shells uh and you make your home out of various things because you are playing as a crab uh, a crab who's got like a little fork who's ready to do battle uh and it looks very childlike uh and bright colors and like clean lines for the artistic style but uh very dark in sort of the combat is very heavy and i think the themes are going to get pretty serious here i suspect with the name another crab's treasure being a play on one man's mm. trash and mm. the fact that most of the shells that you are picking up are things like uh aluminum cans and bits of plastic and bottles and things like we're going to probably be commenting on how the planet is going at the moment um with a sort of the silly twist to help that medicine go down um yeah see throwing out trash into the ocean is not such a bad thing a crab can... <laughs> yeah it helps the crabs um <laughs> that was a joke seems... that was a joke effect on everybody <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it also not... seems perhaps that the pollution <sighs> is is causing some issues so i uh... went up against a boss that seemed to have gone uh mad because of pollution again uh, i didn't get a, i don't get to see they never show me narrative Roger. i need to just sit down and be like just show me the game's story please um but it did seem that the implication here was that this creature had been perfectly lovely and then driven to madness uh and is now completely covered in pollution and now i have to take it down for its own good Hmm. Um, and it was one of those games where like the playing this particular demo was in person uh, in front of a crowd which I didn't realize how many people were behind me as I was playing oh wow but that's it, a lot of pressure it I, it what it would have been if I had known but, <laughs> but the funny thing is is it was that moment of like when you have a dream that you do something and everybody just starts like applauding you like mm. but in real life so i i barely squeaked by this boss with like if it had hit me one more time i'd have been dead mm. uh but I, I killed it and then immediate rupture of, oh wow like clapping behind me and i take my headphones off and there's hundreds of people like jammed in this room behind oh, me who have all stopped to watch me beat this boss oh my I was gosh like, oh my if i had known i would have like 
choked much earlier, so I'm glad I didn't know you guys were there. But but it was also like, ha I defeated the boss. It was a very good moment to remember. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So and it, it it's always it, it it captures the feeling of a Souls game when you beat a boss. You have that rush of I did it, and you're so proud of yourself. Um, and combined with like kind of silly dialogue and more serious themes and interesting mechanics with like the shells because each shell is different and it gives you protection in different ways and it has stats and like some of them give you special moves uh i suspect that this is going to be like a game a lot of people aren't going to have on their radar until it's Mm. out and then people are speaking really well of it you know what i mean Mm. yeah so everybody keep that in and this one's also PC and Switch, which is also feels like another game that should be coming to Game Pass. Yeah. I mean, come on, Xbox. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. Leave the Master Lords alone. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a lot on their plates. Uh, cool. Um, so you have one more? I do. And okay. this is the one indulgence that I have. Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yes. No. How did you know? I knew it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I. This game is not coming out in 2023. It is okay. possible that the first early access build may pop up in 2023, but that's even that is questionable. Um, but I'm still holding out hope that we will get to play a version of Hades 2 in oh, 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was a surprise announcement at the Game Awards. Uh, to my mind, the biggest announcement of that night, it was my highlight. Um, especially since I, I saw everything going on and immediately like puzzled it out, but like could not believe what I was seeing because yeah. Supergiant is not a, a studio that makes sequels. Hmm. So I was like, no, you are playing with my emotions. Do not do this. This can't be what this is. Um, and then it was a reveal. And I'm like, 100% I'm in. Hades 2. Please give me more. Yeah. Yeah, Hades. I, yeah. I mean, it just looks so gorgeous and just. Yeah. Like, I have no idea where they're going with the story. Uh, it seems as though. Our heroine is another daughter of Hades or another child of Hades. Uh, So one assumes that things are going well with him and Persephone. (laughs) 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 Um, And I want to know like what her story is and, and why she's hanging out with like Hecate, who's in Greek mythology, uh, a real like shadowy, kind of member of the pantheon uh and what she's gonna be why is she trying to kill time like what's happening why Hmm. is zagreus not helping her like yeah there's a lot of questions here and i want to see like i i want to see more and i think everybody in the indie scene and uh, most people like just across gaming want to want to know more about this game so Mm-hmm. Uh, I, for that reason, I put it on my list, even though I'm not a hundred percent that we'll see any of it this year, but I'm yeah. going to hope. I was excited to see it. 
at the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, though, and I think, Mike, you're probably going to say the same thing. It's like, why show it so soon? I like, that. yeah. I mean, I think Hades is different because people are going to be like, oh, yeah, Hades. But there's a lot of times where a game, they'll show a game like 12 months in advance. Mm-hmm. And then it finally comes out. Like, I think of a card. What was that? Card Shark? Was that Card Shark? Yeah, was, Card yeah. Shark. I'll go with it. Um, wasn't that that game? That was, I know they showed it at uh, the Game Awards. And it's that uh, game where you are like, uh, like you you are like a helping thief. Helping somebody and, cheat or something. Yeah, helping somebody cheat at, yeah, uh, that's at Card Shark. Shark. Yeah, Card Shark. Yeah. Uh, and I was super excited about it. Like I saw it at the Game Awards, I was like, "Oh, they had a, they had a preview for it." I was like, "This looks amazing!" And then we didn't hear anything for a really long time, and then all of a sudden, like a year later, like Card Sharks out, and I was like, "Yeah, my excitement kind of waned from it." Right. Um, I don't think the same thing's gonna happen with Hades too, just because how big Hades was, right, mm-hmm. or is. Um, but it is a little like, I don't know. It's like I. I I mean, you got the sense everybody was super excited about it. I'm super excited about it too, but it's like, but I want it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's a problem uh, with games. I think, like you said, Hades is in a kind of echelon of indie game where I, I'm not particularly worried about them showing it so early, especially since uh, their marketing is usually has previously been pretty on point. Uh, so I think they're going to hit like at the right times to keep us like, oh yeah, I'm excited about that. And here's a new thing that I'm excited to do. I want to see if they do another documentary with no clip. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but And then their previous game they did early access in. I'm interested. It seems like that's exactly what they're planning on for this one. So I'm interested how they keep that going but i think this particular fire is going to stay lit uh for until they release however long that is just because yeah like you said it is a game that has a lot of interest behind it i don't think anybody's going to be like oh hades too i'm not interested in anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and the first one right it was a i don't want to say switch exclusive because it did finally come to the xbox yeah. but it was like a time exclusive, right? Yeah, and it yep. felt like a really long time. Yeah. And then I wonder if... And they didn't really say anything about the second one, if it was going to be the same kind of thing, right? Did they yeah, I mean, you could have stopped that sentence that they didn't really say anything about the second one. <laughs> <laughs> like, we got a really lovely trailer to get everyone excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's about the end of it. Where, <laughs> you know, we're... We're supposed to be getting more news in 2023. Uh Um, But that's about the extent of what I know about anything that happens with this game. Uh, I'm just assuming early access is going to be hopefully this year because that's that makes sense. Mm hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, You know what I love about this list is that it's just such a wide range of different games. Like you could have came in and said, listen, my games are adventure games and here are the games I'm talking about. But like you provided a wide range of different experiences uh, and styles. um, And that's awesome. And that's why you run the site, the (laughs) Indian Farmer. I actually think about that a lot. I try really hard, even for things that are not 
particularly my cup of tea. I'm like, I know that this is something that is big and I should be talking about it. Hmm. Um, I think in this list, all of them, I have some personal interest in because it is my anticipated list. Uh, but I, I do focus on that very much because uh, there are so like indie games are so varied mm-hmm. that you literally have the spectrum to talk about. And if I'm going to be the indie informer of the indieinformer.com, um, <laughs> how can I not focus on like, you know, Roger, you and I were not particularly scary game folk. Um, well, you more so than I. <laughs> But like, sure. <laughs> I see a game like After Dream, which uh-huh. is also coming out in 2023, and I have to check it out because it looks amazing. And I'm like, I don't think I can review this game just because I would be too scared to get through it. <laughs> um, but like, it is a a game that is worth, you know, parading around. So, yeah. uh, very quickly, just rapid fire, I do want to go through and shout out some things that I know are coming out that didn't make my anticipated list. Um, so, are you ready? Yes. Uh, Minico's Night Market. <laughs> okay. Replaced. Okay. Uh, sea of Stars. Yes. It's going to be a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anger Foot actually really got my attention the last time I played it. Okay. Songs of Glimmerwick. Okay. Uh, I want to throw Terra Nil on there because so many people are in love with this game. Again, not one of my kinds of games, but uh, one of the games that I'm definitely like, I should be uh, shouting that out because that looks like a really great game. Hmm. Uh, and then I think that we are getting... Darkest Dungeon 2 official release in February. Okay. And those are some big ones to look forward to. I mean, I have a full list of release dates that uh, have a lot of great games on there if you want to go through and check them out. Where where would they find them? Where would they find them, indeed? (laughs) Go on and head over to the indianformer.com. Nice. and and check out the release dates because I'm constantly building that. I, I I recently got an email from an indie dev saying like, "Hey, my game's coming out at this time. Do you want to check it out?" I'm like, "Heck yeah, let's do that." So, if you have a game that you are making or that you are interested in that you see is not on this list, hit me up. You know, there are, you can contact me via the website. You can hit me up on Twitter. Any any way that uh, anywhere I'm available, you can message me anytime and say, "Hey, this is something you should be checking out." Nice, yeah. There's there's a lot of games out here, so uh, definitely definitely go out to the site here and check out. There's there's yeah, just you do a really good job with curating this. So nice job. It's a difficult thing because curating is a really great word for it. <laughs> um, there are indie games that release every day. Mm. You know, and I try really hard to do some research and call out the ones that I'm going to want, like, my name on, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want to put every single game that ever existed on this list because I don't want people seeing it and going like, oh, it's on Jill's list. 
I'm going to trust her and pick up this thing and it be some sort of like cash grab gotcha game sort of <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so I do try to put a lot of thought and work into games that are going onto this list. Um, and And it's sad because that also means that some games don't go on there or because I am a single human being trying to do it all, like <laughs> games don't make it on there just because I miss them, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. There's a ton of love and sweat and tears go into the making of everything on my site. Um, but it's just so, it's so worthwhile, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is really nice. Uh, very cool. I tried to mute that sneeze. Sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> Bless you, by the way. Uh, very cool. Yeah, I I'm excited, and um, well, we'll have to. I mean, if you want to be a third time, oh my god, guest in the future, uh, I don't think anybody has that under their belt. But we would love to have you back on the show in the future to talk about, like maybe halfway through when new releases come out and. You know, we hear more about uh, and there's 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 one game that actually I'm excited about uh, that uh, later on in the year. I'm hoping it comes out is Mina the Howler. Um, Okay, yeah. uh, I'm hoping that uh, we we get more about that game, too. But yeah, anyway, as as we know, there was a great uh, documentary done by uh, a good friend of mine, Alex Van Aken, on the development of their game. So if anybody wants to check that out. Yeah. That I saw, I watched that. It was very good, very well done. Um, so yeah. Um, before we head out, then, um, why don't you tell us how people can get a hold of you? Uh, so I am on Twitter. You can check me out uh, at Finrune. That's F I N R U I N. Um, or you could always go to theinformer.com. <laughs> Uh, I do have a little contact section if you need to get a hold of me. Um, I'm also on um, Hive. Uh, same username, Finrune, F-I-N-R-U-I-N. Nice. Um, Mike, how can people find you on the social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at PezGuyMike. And Phil, how can people find you on the social media? I am on Twitter at Bino23. And listeners, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us at Gamerheads Pod. You can also find me on Twitter at Nintendraj. Uh, and then you could also go to our website at GamerheadsPodcast.com where you can hear this show. You can read reviews and articles. Uh, and uh, you can send us emails there as well. Jill, thank you so much for joining us again this week. It was a real pleasure having you on. This was such a great list. And uh, I'm excited for what this next year has in store for us for indie games so thank you so much for joining us and i'm absolutely pleased as punch to come back and i hope i get to many times and every time i come on i get to convince you guys to play something new and that's always fun Uh, because mostly when you're writing you're like throwing it out into the void and you never know so talking about something and people are like oh wow that's really interesting and like the sudden feedback loop of Mm. actually talking to human beings is very nice. So I hope I get to do this more with you guys. Oh, absolutely. You're always welcome to come back. So uh, anytime. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for joining us this week. No problem. 
And Phil, thank you much, so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know that, you know, being the CEO is really tough. So thank you for taking time and joining us this week. I took six meetings on the side while doing this podcast. <laughs> we have worked so many things out. There are so many deals in the works. You guys will not even believe oh, what's no. upcoming wow. soon. Oh, no. oh boy. Uh, listeners, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. We really appreciate it. If you love what you hear, leave us a review. We want to hear what you have to say about the show. And then until next week, stay safe and game on. See ya. Bye. So long. Take care.